Good morning, folks. Welcome to another edition of the Morning Glory Sessions. Actually, hold on, turn this light out. Let's do my head up. Two seconds, folks. That's better. So, today, talking about humanity and how sick it is because I'm sick of seeing just the vileness and hatred towards fellow man, people you don't even know, just because they've got a difference of opinion. And listen, we're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. You're guilty of it. We're all guilty of it because we all live in our own internal fears and those fears project something in us and the emotions, the emotions response, the emotional response in them. When you're, when you're living in emotion, you're not actually thinking rationally and you say things you don't mean or you, you, your, your true fear comes out. And this is what, the, the, you just see it in the whole of society, you see it in the whole of humanity, the whole world. There's just this sickness within the planet that's just, it, it, it's a cancer. It's, we're all hating each other and we're all forgetting that each and every one of us is going through our own tribulations, our own trials and tribulations. And ultimately the, the, the foundation of all this, this response, human response, is fear. We're all scared. We don't know what's coming. We don't know what the future holds. And we want to be safe. We want to be safe for ourselves. We want to be safe for our family. We want to know that our jobs are safe, that our financial future is safe. And all these fears are, they're, they're being amalgamated and they're being projected on us by mainstream media, by the governments, by the scientists, by big pharma. They're all pushing the same story onto us and it's creating this division in society and this cancer that's eating away at us. And it sort of made me think this like, the arrogance of humanity is like, we live in a world, like I said this before in one of the talks, the, um, it used to be 100 years ago, the balance from science and religion was like this, religion on top, science at the bottom. And slowly we've got to the point now where science is on top and religion's bottom. And people who have got religious or spiritual beliefs are almost laughed at now by a lot of society because why should we think like that now? I was 100% one of those people who laughed their balls off at everyone for believing in God. Until I was on ayahuasca, and I am spiritual as fuck, and I understand. And I do believe that there's something within each and every one of us, <clears throat> something, there's a soul or something that um, dictates our moral compass, or our, our self-being. But there's also going to be cultural differences and how we're brought up is going to have that effect on us. But how many of actually... Don't believe he's being conditioned. And this is this blows me away. Like the amount of people I'm talking to, actually believe their opinions and what they think is because they have formed those opinions themselves. And this is blowing me away because there's not one of us has has our own beliefs. Our beliefs and the why we believe what we believe and what we think and how we think is literally because of where we grew up how we grew up, the people we interacted with, the TV shows we watched, the newspapers we read, the people we listen to, the superstars and celebrities we follow. All of these people have, our parents, our teachers, our peers, they all have a massive direct influence on, on our belief systems and the way we perceive the world to be. When you think about this, like I said in, the, in, the, in my, wee, my rant there, take a step back and consider your life. Who was your first influence? Your parents. Your parents instilled in you a set of moral values that they learned from their parents and their experiences and the blah, 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 blah. It's why Northern Ireland has this, still this division of Catholic Protestant, um, nationalist and unionist. 
if you if you if you took moved all other way, someone from the Shankill and someone from the Falls, both working class guys, they've both got families, they've both got jobs they're worrying about, they've both got kids, they've both got bills, they've both got stresses. Basically, their lives are identical in every way, basically, bar maybe their religious beliefs or their political beliefs. And that political belief has been founded simply because of the place they were born. They didn't have a choice in that. And we know this. When you think about this rationally and logically, you know this. And then you've got to go deeper and you go, well, what are your teachers? What were they like? How did your teachers affect your thought patterns? What did, what did they imprint you? And you look at this in America, the critical race theory and the, the way it's affecting kids today. You look at a 1960s history book from America and look at a 1960s history book from today. And the story of, of Germany, the history of Germany is completely different. Why? Because they're steering the narrative. And all the, and these people who are doing this know that if they steer the narrative over generations, they can manipulate our thought process. They can manipulate how we perceive the world. And this is happening, but we're so arrogant that we believe that this can't happen, that we are blind to it. And it's, when you think, like, were you bullied in school? If you were bullied in school, you'd be a popular. If you were bullied, you're going to have a different outlook to school than you, than you were if you were popular. If you're popular, it was the best time of your life. You you talk really happy about it. If you're bullied, it was hell. I was bullied. My school life was hell. But I look back at now, and I'm grateful for it. But back then, it was hell. It was hell. And that had a direct that school experience had a direct reflection how I dealt with life and how I looked at life. And it ended up with me wanting to kill myself all the time, depression, anxiety, all this shit that came about because of the world that I grew up in. And it's the same for you. It's here, and you, you understand like. All these experiences have a direct reflection on how you perceive the world. And when you think about it, like if you look at so our eyes, our eyes tell us everything. We, but the reality is the light spectrum that we see is about this size. And it's about the actual light spectrum about a mile long. Infrared and fucking ultraviolet. All these, all these light spectrums that we have no ability to view and see. And because of that, our worldview, because of our eyes, so that we think that everything we take in from our eyes, we perceive, we build our perception of the world upon that. We, we judge people because of the color of their skin. Oh, he's black. Oh, he's a Muslim. Oh, he's an Indian. He's whatever. He's white. You know, he's Hispanic. We, we automatically pigeonhole people into these cultural divisions based on our eyes and based on the fact that we've been taught that that person's black and that person's Hispanic and that person's white. And we never think about this. We never actually consider... We're thinking like this because of our experiences, because of what we're continually being fed through the media. And it's the reality is when you look at these people who've got different cultural outlooks and different experiences, they're humans. They bleed the same color, they've got the same color, they've got eyes, they've got hair, nose, face, blood, kidneys, liver, lungs, hearts, brains. We're all identical. We've all got the same worries. We don't, none of us want to really die. If we're parents, we've all got worried about our children. How's our children future going to be? We've all got these same world experiences, but we just look upon it differently. And this is this is why there's so much division. This is why it's so easy to divide people because they take our our ingrained beliefs and they manipulate them and they they use them against us and they turn us against people. And you're seeing it so much today. You're seeing it so much today, and there's so much hatred, so much division. So much fear that we're all scared to actually embrace each other's humans again. And that's the, all this shit, all this problem would go away if we all looked inside ourselves and just owned our own shit and was, I was honest with ourselves. Instead of, instead of blaming people for what's happening, 
maybe go and set ourselves and realize what did we do wrong and how can what what steps can we take to change it if every single person was to look inside themselves and go what can i do to change the world this world would be changed but we don't we automatically rely on our governments because we've been conditioned to rely on our governments we conditioned to rely on other people we can to rely on our bosses all this conditioning is just making us susceptible to this mind control and this mind control is leading us to this place in society where we're living in fear living in hatred and like living the vision so it's upsetting isn't it like it's this didn't start 18 months ago this started generations ago it literally like you're watching me right now on a phone you're watching you're you're listening to me because you've got wi-fi or you've got 4g you've got a computer andy how's it going we've got all these things that but yet we believe we're poor we believe that we need more and that is social conditioning imagine you just step back and you look at what you've got like i'm looking right now and i've got living in a pretty nice house i've got beautiful partner kids i've got electricity sofa technology clothes heating money i can buy food i can put food on the table but yet i'm not good enough you're not good enough we always want more there's always the latest phone. There's always going to be the bigger house. There's always going to be the newer car. There's always going to be someone who has more than you. And you're going to focus your energy on what they have instead of actually focusing on yourself and going, how grateful am I for getting this? And that's the thing. Sorry, her. We've got the choice to look inside ourselves and be grateful for what we have. Or we can ignore that and look at other people and be jealous of what they've got. And what we decide to do is going to determine how we react. And that's going to make us either happier or sadder within ourselves. And ultimately, we want to be happy. No one wants to be miserable. And every single one of us inside ourselves has the ability to find that happiness. But we're not willing to look at it. We're not, we're not willing. That's not the right choice. We're blind to this fact. Like, reality is, you're rich. You're in the top 99%. We all are. Like, what the fuck? Like, we have, like, when these food shortages come about and all this shit that they're talking about, the monetary collapse, when that shit happens, we're going to look back at this time in hindsight and we're going to be hitting ourselves in the head and realizing what it is we have cultivated and why we allowed this to happen. Because it's only when you go through the experience do you realize how good you have it. Do you know, when, it, when, the, when the shit hits the fan and life is like a roller coaster, there's ups and downs, twists and turns. It's the way life is. And if you didn't have those ups and downs, you wouldn't appreciate the good times. <sighs> But right now we're in too good a time and we're so in such good a time that we, we don't have anything to really worry about. I can guarantee you now the kids in Syria right now, the kids in Palestine, they're not fucking worried about the, if someone's a transgender or a bio or what do you call it, fucking gender fluid or they don't give a fuck about that. They're more worried about am I going to live tomorrow? Am I going to have food on the table? Do I have a house to live in? It's when the real shit hits the fan do you realise the important things in life. Everything we're arguing about, everything we're fighting about, it's all superficial. It's all fear-based. It's all in intended to keep us in this low energy frequency, which is easier to control, easier to freak us all out. And the reality is we should be happy. Can you imagine, do you, do you remember back in the 1980s? Do you remember like the, the, the technology we had? Do you remember the food we had? Do you remember all this choice we had? It was so limited, but yet... We look back in those days with fondness and maybe it's maybe it's fucking a bit of nostalgia. But well, 
you know those days were easier. There were there were more there were your neighbors were more neighborly. People had more time for each other. We weren't stuck like this on our phones talking to people they didn't know. When there was person who you did know, people you can interact with on a one-to-one -one basis, right beside us. Like I have caught myself and Gail on sitting at the table beside each other, texting other people, heading the phone, and I look up and I go, There's the woman I love, like the love of my life fucking right in front of me. And I'm ignoring her because I want to argue about fucking if this vaccine is fucking true or not. Like, well, that's conditioning, that's social conditioning, and we're all in that position, and we're and we're all guilty of it. And we all, that's what I'm saying, we all need to go inside ourselves and question our own belief systems and question our own reactions and our own responses to what's happening as opposed to blaming other people for the shit that we're going through. Because it's not, it's not, it's not conducive with a world that we want to live in. And that's ultimately what we want. We want a world where you feel secure. We want a world where there's no concerns about our children's future, no concerns about am I going to die tomorrow? Is this going to be, am I going to lose my loved ones? We do want that. But yet we're we're creating the environment that it grows like a cancer, and it, it's sad. Like, you know, I remember when I like in my industry, the fitness industry, there is a six-figure business thing. It's like you know that's the that, that's your goal. You want to get your business six figures, and every PT in the world wants to get the six-figure business. Why? Because you've been told to. You've been told that that's what you want. You've been told that's what success is. You've been conditioned to believe success is a six-figure business. I was that way inclined. And then I got there and I was like, there's no difference. There's literally no difference. I've still got the same worries. I've still got the same concerns. If I make more money, my lifestyle increases so that the money I'm making is... In fact, it's even worse because now you've got more to lose. You've got further to fall. The ego's going to take a bigger... It's going to take a bigger knock. It took me to go through the depressions, go through the suicidal thoughts and tendencies and then experience ayahuasca to realize what success is. And success is my loving family. Success is the gym community I've got. I am lucky that I can get up every single day and go into a facility that I've created that has people that I want to be around and we have banter. I don't, I don't work. I, I, I have a, this is my vocation. I get to go in to a place where I would go into if I wasn't getting paid and spend time with people who I want to spend time with. And I look forward to those people, every single one of them, every single time. It's not a job for me. I've got, my road works, the way I've got the road going is like I'll do, one week I'll do two double days. So this was, so today, today's my the, the, today's my last day off. I'll do two double days, I'll be off two days. I'll do three double days, I'll be off seven days. And then Michael, same thing. I look forward to going in now. You know, like after a week off, I can't wait to get back in and see everyone and coach everyone and just have the banter and have the crack with everyone again. That's success for me. And success individual, maybe so many people will be more monetary driven and that's they're, that's fine, I'm not judging you, but it really isn't what's it, what humanity's built upon. And you know this because, like, how different would this world be if we didn't focus on other people? If we, if we weren't envious of other people's successes? In fact, if we used other people's successes to catapult our own thought process to go, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Why do we tend to focus on what we haven't got and get jealous of the people who have it? Because somehow we believe it's our right to get that. It, it, it's, it's wasting your energy. It's wasting your time. And it's bringing your energy down. It's, it's bringing you into a place where you're not happy with your life. 
And it's 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 insane. Like you should be grateful instead of fucking being jealous of people. You should be grateful. You should go. You should be like like I tell people in the in the, in the fitness world when they come to train, stop looking at that guy beside you lifting two hundred kilo because you're only lifting fifty. His journey's been different. He's been at it longer. He he's he's put the work in and put the effort in, and that's how it is. You know, the, the same as the fitness industry. There's some people that are going to be naturally better than you. Doesn't mean that they're going to be better businessmen. They're going to have a more successful business as monetary. But it doesn't mean that your success has to be determined upon that. Same as beauticians, same as solicitors and real estate and every other industry there is. When you go into your own business, you're always the tendency to have a comparison to other people. And that if you're if you're if your judgment on where you are in that success ladder is different to where you want it to be, there's an issue in your mind. And that's where it causes the problem. That causes the conflict. But like think about think about it this way. Whenever you whenever Christmas comes, do you prefer receiving a present or do you prefer giving the present? I always prefer giving the present. I love watching my kids come down the stairs and seeing their excitement and their joy in their faces as they get the presents. It cost me a fortune, but for that small moment, it was so worth it. And You'll never see me walk past a homeless person and not give them money if I've got money in my pocket, whether it be a five or a ten or twenty, whatever it is, I'll always give them because I, 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 it gives me, it gives me pleasure to know that the success I've created allows me to impact someone else's life in a small way. Now, yeah, maybe that's egotistical. Maybe, maybe it is. I don't know. Probably is a bit. There's, there's definitely a bit of ego there from us all. But it's nice to know that I have that ability to do that and that. That 20 quid that's going to buy me some shit could be the difference between them fucking getting a hot meal and maybe hitting roof over there that night. It could make a massive, massive impact on their life. And it could literally just be as, as, as small as letting them know someone else cared about them. And that's where we're missing in society. That's where we're missing this world. This ability to love other human beings and just accept them for who they are and understand that you, you're where you currently are today is just through sheer luck. It's through sheer luck. There could be anything happens tomorrow and you could be in that person's position. We never stop. We never stop to ask these homeless people, how'd you get there? What's the reason? We automatically think of them as and heroin users, people with heroin users, they're junkies. You know, society, that shows you how sick we are. I was that way until an ex-man who worked with, with uh, heroin users explained to me and showed me a different way. Like, most of those people in heroin do not want to be on heroin. They're doing it because they've been sexually and emotionally and physically abused all their lives. I heard some horrific stories, stories that made me nearly cry. Uh, after ayahuasca, I've been told I would have been crying. It's horrific. They, they're using that for an escape. And they're using it because there is no way for the society we live in to help them. They're deemed, like, if you use heroin, you're a criminal. You're you're automatically put in jail. They're, like, And we automatically think, fucking, they're heroin, you're just junkie bastards, fucking. Because we see what they're doing in society, because they're doing anything they can to get their fix, because they're in so much pain, they want to escape this fucking reality. And we know from Portugal, we know from Berlin, that if you decriminalize the the, the, decriminalize the drugs, and instead of putting the money you put into incarceration, put them into rehabilitation, it literally changes people's lives. So we have the, the actual proof that this changes people's lives, that we have the ability as a society to heal the sick and to help the less fortunate, but yet we don't. And we don't focus on it because the mainstream media does not focus our attention on that. 
and that's where we're sick. And we are only all focused. We're all focused on this one topic because it's been bombarded in our heads twenty four seven for the last eighteen months. What we're not focusing on are the amount of people that are going to be homeless, the amount of people that are homeless, the amount of people that are jobless, the amount of people going to food banks, the amount of people committing suicide, the amount of children going through suffering sexual, physical abuse through lockdowns. That doesn't matter. The amount of people dying from cancers because of lack of treatment or the people that are dying or not getting the treatments they need because of this other treatment. We're actually supporting that and we think that's okay. We haven't taken a step back and actually question ourselves and ask ourselves, is this right? Is this house, is this a society we want to live in? Is this a society that I want my children growing up in? Because the truth is it isn't. None of us want that. None of us want that. And we've got the ability to change. If we were just grateful and we all showed gratitude for what we've got and then transferred that gratitude and paid it forward. You know, oh, I've, got, I've got enough money to do what I need. There's someone doesn't. I'm not going to put it on Facebook. I'm, not, I'm just going to do it because it's the human thing to do. If we all done that, and we all made one person's life better. And we just told him the part. Remember that film, Path Forward? Brilliant film. But the, 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 the premise of that film was so true. If we all just paid it forward instead of wanting more and, and holding ourselves and being greedy and selfish and just literally being a lesser version of our governments and the people we complain about getting all these um, contracts for, money, for billions, we're all fucking bastards taking our money. But we're guilty as of it just on a le lesser level but we don't want to accept that. We don't want to think that. We want to blame other people. So if we all went inside ourselves and we all asked ourselves, what can I do as an individual? Not fuck what everyone else does, but what can I do to change? You would probably find that our world would be a different place. And it's a, uh, yeah, there's, um, there's, a, there's a human in every one of us. Every one of us has the ability to be a human and to make another person's life better. And when we make another person's life better, we feel better internally. And then when we get that good feeling, we want to do it again. And then that could just, that one simple kind, act of kindness could, could have a knock-on effect to people you don't, you'll never know. You know, I've had, I've had a couple of people who have done something small. Adam and Janice, two members of my gym, Adam's still there. I had a breakdown in the gym one time, and... They, I phoned them because it was over the kids and the ex and it was a really bad breakdown and I remember just crying my eyes out on the floor like properly broke down I just couldn't cope anymore and I was literally on the verge of death I was just going to kill myself and but I didn't want to I just wanted this I wanted the pain to stop I just wanted to stop and I can remember Adam just and Janice just phoned me in come out to my house and they sat me down and they talked through the legalities and from a slither's point of view and that one act of kindness they didn't have to do that they just did because they were being human and occurred. And see that one act, that gave me hope. And I never told them that. I hope they're watching that now because that never, I never really spoke, I never really thanked them enough for that. But that one act of kindness helped me push forward. And it got me out of the, the, the train of thought I was thinking, which was bringing me nowhere. And it didn't, didn't cost them anything. They didn't think anything of it. They were just being good human beings. But that had a massive impact on my life and it had a massive impact on how I reacted in the different things. And that's what I'm talking about. We've all got the ability to do this. Well, every one of us, there's a human inside of us wanting to escape. And we all know this, this, this fucking matrix of consumption we're marketed to daily over and over and over again. You need this, you need this, you need this. It consumes our thought process and we don't ever turn the TV off, turn the internet off and just sit and be grateful. If you've got children who are alive 
healthy, if you've got a loving wife or husband, if you've got a mother and father, siblings, friends, fuck, you are so rich. But we're not allowed to think that way. We're never, we've been conditioned to believe that is just, that's normal. That's, that's not, that's a privilege. And that, when you lose them people, then you experience real loss. Listen, if you lose your home, it's stressful. But you can make more money eventually. You can get a new home. You will have friends and family that can help you out. And it's only in those moments of need do you actually understand what it is to be a human and what it means to be human. And we're losing that. We're losing that so badly. And like, like I said in the last, it's like, <clears throat> it's sad to think that every everything we all want is on the other side of how we all think. We just can't take that first step to healing ourselves. And so we blame everyone for everything, for our lives. And this cycle creates the world none of us really want. It's not mad to think about it. Like every single thing we all want is on the other side of how we think. It, it blows me away as to the level of conditioning we of the world we live in. A small group of people want us to think a certain way. So we react in a certain, in a different way, in a different manner. And that's causing all the pain we're suffering. It's madness. It's sadness. So it's sadness to think that the, the, the cure to all this problem is at the, all of our fingertips. We just don't see it. Anyway, on that somber note, I will uh, speak to you. Maybe tomorrow I'm back to work tomorrow, so we'll see how I feel. Uh, but uh, if not, have a good weekend, folks. I'll see you on probably next Wednesday or Thursday.